Good evening, my friends. This is Barry Cox, and delight to spend this time with you again this evening as we seek to discern our times, to see, as we seek to see what things are happening in our day that, that may distinguish them as the last days. And, and regardless of whether we are in the last days ourselves, nonetheless, it's just imperative for us to know, you know, what will be the signs of his, his return, what will be, what will distinguish his return, his times of return from, you know, other times. And so, so I look forward to just sharing this time with you. Thank you for, for being with me. my computers. I need a little adjusting my computer. Give me just a moment. Thank you. All right. Sorry for the pause there. Um, <clears throat> all right. This evening, we're. Uh, I'm delighted to be able to focus on a uh, a very positive and powerful sign of the last days and that is god's pouring out of his holy spirit in the end times you know as as jesus was about to ascend to heaven he very specifically spoke of two things his return just as he was going to ascend to heaven and sending the holy spirit and so let's look at several passages related to this and in john chapter 20 verse 17 Jesus says an amazing thing regarding his, just his resurrection and his ascension as uh, Mary Magdalene was worshiping him. And and, uh, he says in John 20, verse 17, Don't cling to me, Jesus said, for I haven't yet ascended to the Father. But go find my brothers and tell them, I'm ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. And then uh, Luke 24, verse 49, Jesus says to the, to his followers, And now I'll send the Holy Spirit, just as my Father promised. But stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. In Acts 1, a whole passage here, we'll look at just a sequence of Jesus' interaction with the disciples just before he actually did ascend to heaven. Acts 1, verse 5. John baptized with water, but in just a few days he will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has a time come for you to free Israel and restore your kingdom? He replied, The Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But, verse 8, but, verse 8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere. Down to verse 9. After saying this, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching, and they no longer could see him. Verse 10. As they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white, white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Verse 11. Men of Galilee. They said, Why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven in the same way 
you saw him go. <clears throat> now let's go on to Acts chapter two, and and this is obvious. This is obviously, as we many already know, this is awesome. Great day of Pentecost, and thousands of people have gathered in Jerusalem for the the, the feast and for the festival that's taking place there, and the, and the, the people there from all over the world heard these unlearned men of Galilee praising Jesus in languages from all over the world. And they were just astonished. And, and so Peter explained what was happening, Acts 2, verse 14. But Peter, taking his stand with the eleven, raised his voice and declared to them, Men of Judea and all you who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give heed to my words. For these men are not drunk as you suppose, for it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken of through the prophet Joel. And it shall be in the last days, says God, that I will pour forth of my spirit on all mankind. And then later it was said of these spirit-empowered Christians in Acts 17, verse 6, these who have turned the world upside down. So God has poured out his spirit in just amazing ways throughout history and especially the powerful things that happen throughout the book of Acts as, as, as these spirit-empowered Christians just witnessed powerfully to who Jesus was. And so <clears throat> since, uh, you know, a, as we've seen before, the last days began with Jesus' first coming. Since that time, Jesus has sent many waves of the Holy Spirit to continue to renew, refresh, and empower us. And a beautiful thing that happened was, of course, the, the Protestant Reformation. And I, I love to think of the Protestant Reformation in, in relation to Ephesians chapter 6, in which it says that the Word of God is a sword of the Spirit. And the, the Protestant Reformation was this an amazing time of outpouring of God's Spirit that led to a focus on the authority of Scripture, the equality and freedom that we all have under God's authority. The The Herald of Grace website has this statement about the Protestant Reformation. God sent forth the power of his word in the Reformation of the 16th century, and even the Reformers marveled at it. The Reformation served as a dynamic motivation and catalyst for change and progress wherever its influence reached. Many would credit Martin Luther as a driving engine that propelled the Reformation. But Luther himself said, I did nothing. The Word did everything. John Knox amazingly said, God did so multiply our number that it appeared as if men had rained from the clouds. So what an amazing outpouring of God's Spirit was the Protestant Reformation. And the Protestant Reformation was a fruit of the Renaissance when people began to think for themselves and learn again. And, um, and a, a, another fruit of the Renaissance was the age of expiration. And it really led to an age of missions. Uh, Matthew 24, verse 14, powerfully says, And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations, and then the end will come. You know, and in, in a sense, the... You know, God is sovereign over everything. And, you know, being a teacher of history, 
I've always marveled at the age of exploration and how it changed the world because before that time, people didn't even know what the whole world was. And, uh, and, and, you know, and many of the explorers, including Christopher Columbus, he was, his name even meant Christ's light bearer and his, some of his, his, um, his diary, he stated about how his, his desire was to share the gospel as he was going. And so, so the, the, even the age of exploration, I see, you know, just as, as God's sovereignty in, in world history to, to enable the great commission to be more clearly and fully fulfilled and now you know in our modern times now the pentecostal charismatic movement has borne tremendous fruit and uh, william seymour founded what is considered the first pentecostal ministry in los angeles way back in 1906 and then since that time pentecostal beliefs and teachings have began to penetrate even mainline Protestant domination, denominations around 1960, and the, and there began a real strong uh, charismatic movement in the Catholic Church around 1967. And so then, uh, statistics show that by 2011, there were 279 million Pentecostal Christians worldwide, and charismatic Christians numbered three and a, three 305 million. So together, these group groups are 26.8% of the world's Christian population and over 8% of the world's total population. So, so just thinking of that, you know, this just God's uh, spirit-empowered Christians being, you know, growing in those numbers. God is indeed pouring out His Spirit in our time, and so may may that become even more and more fruitful in our day. And so. As we as we kind of close up this time of thinking about as, as one of the, the the distinguishing things that 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 distinguishes the end times from others is this outpouring of God's Spirit. Let's close with uh, looking at Acts chapter three verses twelve to twenty one. This is an awesome passage that summarizes the amazing fruit of the outpouring of God's Spirit and 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 its ultimate purpose. So. The, the context here of Acts chapter 3 is the amazing miracle of this, this man who was, who was paralyzed his whole life and begged at the temple gate. And, and Peter and John say, say to him, you know, silver, silver and gold have I none, but what such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth will rise up and walk. And he went walking and leaping and praising God. And so after this, the people were just amazed at this. And so, Verse 12 says, Peter saw his opportunity and addressed the crowd. People of Israel, he said, what is so surprising about this? And why stare at us as though we had made this man walk by our own power or godliness? For it is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of all our ancestors, who has brought glory to his servant Jesus by doing this. Through faith in the name of Jesus, this man was healed. And you know how crippled he was before. Faith in Jesus' name has healed him before your very eyes. Let's go down to verse 19. Now, repent of your sins. And so he's saying, all right, so, so th these, this, these kinds of things, this outpouring of God's Spirit has happened so that 
Peter says in verse 19, so that now you will repent of your sins and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped away. Then times of refreshment will come from the presence of the Lord, and he will again send you Jesus, your appointed Messiah, for he must remain in heaven until the time for the final restoration of all things as God promised long ago through his holy prophets. How beautiful and so amazing that, that you know these this passage. In the last days, God will pour out his Holy Spirit and it will result in repentance and forgiveness of many people and this amazing times of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. How what a beautiful thing it is to just dwell in God's presence and have his Holy Spirit wash us and cleanse us and renew us and empower us. And then ultimately, as 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 the Holy Spirit is poured out, it will ultimately lead to Jesus' second coming, which will be the final restoration of all things. With his second coming, Jesus will come will return as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Let us seek to to us personally and especially those who who are aware of the power of God's Spirit. Let us seek to heed the words of Paul to be being filled with the Spirit and help to speed the final restoration of all things. And so as as John says, Amen, come quickly, Lord Jesus. And so my brothers and sisters, I rejoice to share this with you. And, and it's a beautiful thing to, to think that you know a, a part of the last days will be God's pouring out of Spirit on all flesh. And so... May God bless you with the fullness of your, his spirit. And so, my friends, uh, as I close this evening, I would appreciate your prayers. You know, we're getting into the holiday season here and all. And so I think uh, next week what we'll do is just kind of do a summary, kind of a, a Matthew 24 or a summary of these signs of our times and then and kind of wrap that up and maybe take a few weeks off here during the holiday season. And then we'll follow that up with just what, what seems to be Jesus' great emphasis as he talks about these signs. Be careful that no one deceives you and, and how that we seem to be living in, in a time of just tremendously uh, great deception. And so, my friends, thanks again for listening. Please share this with anyone that would be blessed by it. And uh, many of you have, have uh, spoken to me and told me how that you've enjoyed these and they've been good for you. And so may God bless you again. And um, please share these with anyone that you feel would be, be, be blessed uh, by them. God bless you. Love you guys. Speak to you next week. Have a great week.